the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Breaking now on the Mike Gallagher Show. Well, the People's Republic of China is confirming that the balloon hovering over Montana is theirs. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson confirmed moments ago the airship, airship, okay, is from China. It is a civilian airship used for research, mainly meteorological purposes. The airship deviated far from its planned course. Oh, you think? Billings, Montana? How did it get there? The statement continued, the Chinese regrets the unintended entry of the airship into U.S. airspace due to force majeure. The Chinese side will continue communicating with the U.S. side and properly handle this unexpected situation caused by force majeure. I got some force majeure for you. Blow it out of the sky. And, of course, everybody's saying that. However, can I just urge a little bit of perspective? You want to go to war with China over a spy balloon? How about we start with TikTok? How about we start with TikTok? We don't care about China spying. If we did, we wouldn't allow TikTok on millions of people's iPhones and computers. Do you know what a threat to national security TikTok is? And we haven't done anything about it. We're not going to do anything about this. I, mean, I love it when we, uh, us big mouths on the radio say, oh, I to shoot it out of the sky. Come on, we're, we're neutered. We're, we're, this wouldn't have happened under Trump's watch. You know why it wouldn't have happened under Trump's watch? Because she wouldn't have dared allow a spy balloon to enter the United States if Donald Trump were sitting in the Oval Office. He wouldn't dream of it. But it's a different day now with Grandpa Joe in the White House. They're not going to do anything about it, and and she knows it. The Chinese know it. So before you get, and believe me, I guarantee you most people want the balloon, the civilian airship shot out of the sky. I promise you that's what people would, in fact, we put that up as our Birch Gold survey of the day question. Do you want the, the balloon shot out of the sky? They gave some cockamamie, lame answer. Well, they're worried about debris falling down over the over the you know the vast populated state of Montana. It's Montana. I mean, no disrespect. I understand there's plenty of people there, but I think they can manage getting out of the way of some rubber and some uh, you know some 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 vinyl that comes out of the sky. It's baloney. Do you think? that the United States should fire upon 
the Chinese balloon um, and take it out of the sky? Yes or no? Take the Birch Gold survey. Go to MikeOnline.com. Yes or no? It's real simple. Doesn't cost anything. Gives us a good idea of how you're feeling. The Mike Gallagher Show survey of the day, sponsored by our friends at Birch Gold Group. They make it super easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Go to MikeForGold.com to get a free info kit from Birch Gold. MikeForGold.com. Or just text the keyword Mike um, to Birch Gold Group. Our friends at Birch Gold Group. I don't have that on the message there. I want to make sure I know where to where to send the keyword Mike to. Having a day. Yeah, text Mike to 989898. There it is. Just text Mike to 989898. And take the Birch Gold survey. Right now, majority of respondents favor shooting the balloon out of the sky. 77% have voted yes. 23% say no. Again, I urge you to remember something. You want your kid to go to war with China over a spy balloon? You, do you know what the what kind of nuclear arsenal China has? You know, it's it's so funny to me. I think even Tucker last night thought we should shoot it out of the sky and provoke China. I thought Tucker didn't want wars in foreign countries. And I'm I'm a huge Tucker fan. You know, don't no don't get me wrong. I'm an absolute fan of Tucker Carlson. I, I think there's merit to saying maybe we don't want to provoke a nuclear superpower. May, I mean, I understand it's a balloon. I don't think Xi wants nuclear war with the United States any more than we want nuclear war with China. On the other hand, what in the world do you think we should, do you want to go to war with China over this? I'm sorry. I mean, here here was a conversation last night. And remember, keep in mind, Tucker, like me, is an American first guy. Endless wars. Why are, why are we sending other people's children to fight wars in other parts of the world? And Americans largely elected Donald Trump as a response to that question. So when you say we should shoot down a Chinese balloon that's, you know, 50,000 feet up in the air over Billings, Montana. Do you think about the ramifications? Here was Tucker last night with Jamil Jaffer of the National Security Institute on Fox News. You know, presidents make a lot of complicated decisions. This doesn't seem complicated. There's a Chinese spy balloon. Why not shoot it down? What do you think is happening here? Yeah, it's a great question, Tucker. You know, what's really interesting about this incident is that the Defense Department has made clear that this isn't the first time that we've seen Chinese spy balloons over U.S. territory in the past. What's interesting about this particular incident is the fact that we've called it out, we've made it public, and that they actually froze the airspace over Billings, Montana, and put planes up thinking about taking the shot. Now, why they didn't take the shot, why they didn't take it down, hard to know, Tucker. But it's worth noting, back in 2001, the Chinese forced down an American spy plane on Hainan Island, kidnapped U.S. airmen and airwomen for a number of days, and stole a bunch of surveillance assets off that plane. Now, that was over almost two decades ago. So you, you, you almost answered my question. Do you think if the, the American Pentagon floated a spy balloon over Chinese missile bases, that Chairman Xi would say, you know, I'm, just, I'm not really sure how to respond. Maybe we should just let it keep floating. 
Yeah, look, I think that's highly unlikely. I mean, you saw Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan uh, just a few months back, and Kevin McCarthy is going to uh, Taiwan shortly, and the Chinese were threatening to shoot down Nancy Pelosi's plane. So, you know, uh, it's clear that the Chinese would take action. It's surprising that we're not. I, you know, you want to be as fair as you can in situations like this because there's so much we don't know, but and you're tempted to leap the conclusion these people are completely impotent, but is, could there be a good reason for not shooting it down? Well, you know, you could say that they wanted to see where it's going to go, what it's trying to track. Is it looking at our ICBMs? Is it looking at something else? They may be collecting information off of it, too. So there's a possibility there are good reasons for not shooting it down, but it, uh, it is odd that you would announce it, make it clear that you've seen it, and then not take action. You know, I'm not a military guy. Lord knows I've never pretended to be. I don't understand this kind of, uh, you know, domestic spy spying and all. Why in the world don't we capture it? If they're going to play that game, if they're going to spy on us, why don't we spy on them? Why don't are we are we so impotent that we don't have the technology to capture to retrieve such a balloon so that we can analyze it and study it? That to me is the very logical answer. Am I wrong? 800-655 Mike we're in the relieffactor.com studios a busy Action-packed Friday. Glad to have you along for the ride. Watch the Mike Gallagher Roundtable exclusively on the Salem News Channel. Mike's team, Derek, Tracy, Yuri, and Eric, share their opinions on the biggest stories Mike discusses every day. Get your seat on the Mike Gallagher Roundtable at the start of every hour on the Mike Gallagher Show, only on Salem News Channel. MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You've helped MyPillow become one of the most extraordinary success stories in America today. Well, now Mike Lindell wants to give back exclusively to you, a Mike Gallagher listener. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale now for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code MikeG. Order today because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable. They have a cool, crisp feel made from the finest cotton on earth. Comes with a 10-year warranty, a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this amazing offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order today. Get them while they're hot. Call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Use the promo code MikeG or call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Or go to MyPillow.com. Look for the Mike Gallagher Radio Special Square. Click on that box. And with anything you order, be sure to enter the promo code MikeG. MyPillow.com. Promo code MikeG. MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike Mike G, or call 800-928-6034, like we love to sing. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G. This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. Gentlemen's time has expired. Omar, the gentleman's time has expired. That 
Our country is failing you today. The Pentagon has been tracking a very high altitude surveillance balloon flying over the continental United States for days now. How could it be Hunter Biden's laptop? Because, you know, 51 former intel officials told us it wasn't. Now we have confirmation, even from Hunter Biden himself, for goodness sake. Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. I get the best feedback from people who uh, engage in the, in this show and engage with us. We have a variety of ways you can reach us. 1-800-655-MIKE is the, is the easiest and most direct way because we want to put your voice on the air. You can also text us your comments at 800-655-MIKE. Here's a text message on the MyPillow text line from Sarasota, Florida. This balloon issue from China is real simple. What would Trump do? It's not that we wouldn't be in this predicament if Trump were president, but what would he do today, given the situation? You know what he'd do? He'd make a phone call, the balloon would be gone, or it would be on the ground the same day. End of story. But Donald Trump isn't the president anymore, and now we have a president who seems completely befuddled by what to do about about China. Incidentally, if you're keeping track, China is confirming it is their balloon. They are supposedly attributing this to a meteorological airship. (laughs) They use the word airship repeatedly in their statement. And it was just a weather balloon that got blown off course. Now, that's quite a detour. I wonder where, so it started out where, in Shanghai? And wound it up? Wound up over Billings, Montana? Sure. Right. Got it. But forgive me for being so cynical, and I'm going to express my cynicism to a senator I admire greatly, Senator Marco Rubio, who's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Nobody's been more transparent and stronger and more vocal about the threat of the Chinese Communist Party and TikTok than Senator Rubio. Congressman Mike Gallagher is his counterpart in the House, same way. They've warned America, we better wise up to TikTok before it's too late. Well, I guess G wants to push the envelope, see how, how much he can get away with. Let's see how far he can go. Right? What are we going to do about it? We're not going to do anything about this. You think Joe Biden's going to shoot this balloon out of the sky? They're already starting out with an explanation that they're worried about debris coming down and hitting the good people of Montana. Okay. And, of course, if that were to happen, then that would be China's fault, not ours. But when you're in bed with China, you don't shoot their spy balloons down. When you're in bed with them, you do, what are we? Well, you think we're going to do anything about this balloon? It'll be a three-day news story, and it'll move. It'll move. We'll move on to uh, worrying about climate change. I, it's it's unbelievable that we get all righteously indignant. And incidentally, let's be consistent here. Should we provoke China? Do you want to provoke China? You want to go to war with China? Tucker Carlson, as an example, is so consistent about not wanting to engage in in wars and conflicts with foreign adversaries. Doesn't want us to have anything to do with Ukraine. But now we want to provoke Xi and China and blow 
one of their airships out of the sky? <laughs> Might want to pump the brakes on that one. Because if the day comes where your son or daughter are, uh, are, are suiting up to go to battle with China, you might look back on February 3rd, 2023 and say, well, yeah, it was over that stupid spy balloon. Now, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to react. I've got a simple question for Senator Rubio, who will join us in a few minutes. Why don't we capture it? It's over our state. It's in our airspace. I don't know that only shooting it out of the sky or looking the other way are the only two options. Do we not have the technology to retrieve a balloon that's 40 or 50,000 feet up in the sky hovering over Montana? (laughs) If we don't, then maybe we got bigger fish to fry. Maybe we got bigger problems. Welcome aboard. It's Friday, February 3rd. It's the Mike Gallagher Show in the ReliefFactor.com studios. Glad to have you here. Let's dive in, because as is always the case, when something breaks like this, I turn to the smartest audience in the world. That's you. 800-655-MIKE. Press 1 to come on air with us, 2 to leave a voicemail, or text us on the MyPillow text line, brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Introducing now the MyPillow 2.0. It's Friday. Is it payday? Once you get yourself a couple of these my pillows, brand new, Mike has reinvented them. The my pillow 2.0 now has a temperature regulating fiber. Going to keep it cool all night long. Buy one, get one free when you enter the promo code Mike G. MyPillow.com, promo code Mike G. MyPillow.com, promo code Mike G. Or call 800 928 6034. 800 928 6034, like we love to sing. The best night's sleep in the whole wide world is MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G. Mike with you wherever you go. Download the Salem News Channel app on your mobile device and watch The Mike Gallagher Show anytime. The Mike Gallagher Show in the palm of your hand. Download the Salem News Channel mobile app today. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I'm very honored that we can talk to somebody who knows more about this kind of stuff than uh, pretty much anybody in the country. Senator Marco Rubio uh, has uh, been uh, serving uh, his constituents in Florida since uh, 2011. 
Uh, he served as Speaker of the Florida House from 2006 to 2008, and he has been sounding the uh, the warning alarms about chi- the, the, the Chinese Communist Party for a long time. Senator Rubio, welcome back to the Mike Gallagher Show. How have you been, sir? I've been well. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me back on. Thank you. I, this is uh, You tweeted a few moments ago that it was a mistake to not shoot down this Chinese spy balloon when it was over a sparsely populated area. This is not some hot air balloon. It has a large payload of sensors, roughly the size of two city buses, and the ability to maneuver independently. Senator, I, I know we've been talking about shooting it down, but would it make... An, Forgive me, I'm the layperson here and you're the expert, but why wouldn't we retrieve it? Why wouldn't we capture it and analyze it? Well, I mean, that would be the point and that would be the goal. Now, obviously, you know, this thing is dragging uh, sensors on it, which are not small. I mean, these are about the size of a bus, right. a couple of them usually. And uh, from, you see that in the pictures. And um, and they um, so that would you know fall to the ground and probably shatter into a million pieces. But there would be something to recover. There's no doubt about it. This is not complicated technology, I and mean, that's the one part of it. But it's ingenious in the sense that um, they can argue, well, that's just a balloon. We put it up in the atmosphere. It's there to monitor. I mean, it seems so silly. It doesn't seem 21st century that they think they can get away with it with some level of deniability, including, well, we didn't mean for it to go over there, but it just it's a balloon. You know how balloons are. They are that, that's actually not accurate. These things are, are maneuverable to a right. certain degree. I mean, they're not as precise as a a UAV, you know, a drone or, or an airplane, but they are maneuverable. They can generally know where they're going to go. And I mean, this thing wasn't going over tourist destinations. It went over the Northwest. It went over Montana, where we have ICBM fields. It worked its way across. So it has maneuverability. And um, it's not the first time, by the way. I mean, we've seen these uh, before. Uh, I just think uh, yesterday, the acknowledgement of it is because they knew people were going to be seeing it and, and there were going to be reports about it and you couldn't hide it. And I think it is disappointing that they chose not to bring it down when it was over a sparsely populated areas where they could have not just retrieved it, but sent a, a pretty strong message. And it's not coincidental that this is this is happening uh, right before. I think he's just canceled it. But right before Blinken, the secretary of state was supposed to visit with Beijing. Yep. They do these sorts of things to a humiliate the other side and project strength and send a message. And um so I don't think this was coincidental. I think it was certainly tied to that. And the, fl- and, um, and the flip side of that, Senator, is that we project weakness. You know, we then then they put us in a position because, and yes, you're right, uh, uh, Blinken has canceled the trip, the scheduled trip to China, that we can confirm that. But here's the problem. I mean, uh, and, and I have to ask you directly, it's a two-part question. Going forward, what should we do about this balloon? And But more importantly, what will we do? Well, I think the first thing we need to do about it, I mean, they're going to go through all the diplomatic stuff and, you know, send the complaint and so forth. But I think we need to be pretty abundantly clear. And that is if these things are flying over our airspace and there's an opportunity to bring them down, we're going to do it. Now, obviously, we're not going to do it in a way that's going to fall on a major city and kill anyone and things of that nature. And, and it can be a little unpredictable. So it's not as easy as just going up there and knocking this thing down. I mean, you want to make sure that when it comes down, it doesn't come down on some city and kill a bunch of people or kill anybody. By the same token, I think we have to make that pretty uh, clear. Uh, but I think the most important thing we can do, look, there's those sensors and those things that they're gathering, but they can also get that information from satellites. They can get that information from all of the Huawei equipment and routers that are still installed across the United States. I mean, there's a million ways they can gather this information that they want, and they are doing it. Their espionage levels have grown. 
as much as anything else, this is just one more method that they use to collect intelligence on us. And so we have to be cognizant of it and protect ourselves against it. By the same token, we need to wake up. The most important thing we need to do now is wake up. And I think finally, for those who are still uh, resistant to this notion, understand that China is a geopolitical com uh, competitor and adversary, the first we've had since the end of the Cold War. And they're actually, you know, a bigger and stronger adversary than the Soviet Union, which was a military superpower, but it was not an industrial technological power, right. um, economic power. Uh, the, the, the rest of the century will be defined by this uh, relationship between the U.S. and China and the strategic competition. And we need to readjust everything we do in that, our country and, and to that been, reality. And you've been saying this for some time. I mean, you introduced bipartisan legislation to ban TikTok from operating in the United States. Um, and it just feels like your 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 pleas are falling on deaf ears. Obviously, TikTok is enormously popular. Popular. Uh, can you explain why TikTok is so dangerous for the citizenry of the United States? Well, I start by explaining why it's not. Okay, the danger here is not the the what I would uh, what I would tell you are, are you know uh, interesting videos that people put up there. It's a platform that certainly is very successful because it uses artificial intelligence and knows exactly what you like. Every time you're on it, it learns more and more about you. But how is it learning about you? Well, one of the ways it's learning about you is it's collecting all of the data, and not just all the data on your app, all the data on your phone that, that it is collecting, even without your permission, your photos, your texts, your location, your friends, everything. It knows more about you than you know about yourself, and it can use it to predict what it is you like to look at and what kinds of videos you're likely to, 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 to stay on versus others. And every time you use it, it learns more and more about you to the point where it is ahead of you. It's artificial intelligence. Now, why is that a danger? It's not a danger because some 16-year-old's data, It's some, because it's the, it's the data of 50, 60 million Americans and everyone they interact with right. to the extent it touches your device. And what does that allow them to do? Well, a lot of things. First, I'm just on a commercial front. Imagine the advantage that that kind of information on Americans would be to Chinese companies looking to market here destroy an American company with American jobs and replace it with a Chinese company that does it better. And people will say, well, how does that Chinese company sell so well? Because they know more about Americans right. than American companies know or Americans know themselves. Exactly. What about in a moment of conflict? Right. Okay. What about in a moment of conflict where they decide, okay, all of the videos that talk good about why China has a right to take Taiwan, those are the videos that TikTok is going to show. All of the videos that... Uh, that talk bad about China, we're not going to let those trend on it. And so you can influence society. Right. But the third is the unknown vulnerability of this data, the unknown vulnerability that maybe I'm not on TikTok, but someone I'm close to is. And somehow through that back door, they've been able to gather not just information on them, but information on me. And, um, and so all, which creates a back door for them in a moment of conflict to deny us all kinds of things, right. whether from um, shutting down the electric grid, all the way to disrupting the basics of life that to the point where Americans will be inconvenienced and decide, you know, it's not worth doing anything against China. This is the price. So, we're already facing that. So, forgi facing so forgive that. me for my cynicism, but we're, TikTok is a great example of how we're, we're just pragmatically in bed with, with China. So with this kind of complicated relationship that the United States has with China, how, how do we proceed? I mean, I, I noticed, you, you know, you use the words... And you're, you're, you're diplomatic. They are, are an adversary. They're a competitor. They're not our enemy. Um, uh, or, or, or are they? I mean, how do we characterize China on the world stage 
what are, what should President Biden do in response to this? I mean, how, how do we how do we unwind this very very um, cozy relationship, frankly, that we have with China? Yeah, well, adversary is like the it's like a junior enemy, right? I mean, an enemy. I always view the word enemy as someone that you're involved in open, you know, hostile warfare type, you know, right. conflict. Like where the ISIS is an enemy of the United States. With China, we hope there'll never be a war between the U.S. and China because. It'll be bad for the world. We don't want that to happen. But they are most certainly an adversary in the sense of they seek to do us harm to their benefit. And so that makes them an adversary at this point. Now, let me go back for a moment and say, how do we do? I think the first step is it's not just about political leaders. I think this is writ large. Here's an example, right? It used to be this, and that is you're absolutely right. We need more jobs in America. We shouldn't depend on China, except, you know, I don't want to pay a lot more for my iPhone. And if we move, we force the factories to leave China for the iPhone, it's going to cost twice as much. Well, but I'm not, I want to take on China, but not at the expense of paying more for an iPhone or any other product that's made over there. Now it's happening with TikTok. Everybody's like, of course, we got to be tough on China, but, uh, but don't ban TikTok because you know, that's, that's going too far. Right. So there has, there has to come a point here where people have to say, look, this is, I get it. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be inconvenient. It's going to be too bad that I can't go on this platform. Wait, maybe someone else will come on. I mean, TikTok in America is because they, they bought Musical.ly, which was not a Chinese company. They bought a company, took it over, and turned it into this. Hmm. So I think that it really begins before the political leaders. It actually is about society and people having to accept that, yes, you know, having creating distance from China to protect America may lead to some things in your life that make you know, make life not as cheap in some cases or, or, or fun in some cases as it currently is. But what's more important here? Right. What's more important here? The ability to, to post and watch really cool videos that you like <laughs> or the future of this country for the next 20, 30, 50 years and the world where, where China becomes the dominant power at America's expense. And that's the point we're at right now. And that is that these are the kinds of choices. We can't have them both here. And um, and so it's a, it's a, if you do that at the societal and, and public level, then I think leaders will follow. I think a lot of these leaders, frankly, I mean, they're balancing a lot of different things. I mean, in the case of, of, of Biden, part of it and not all of it is you got people in that administration that think the most important thing we need to do with China is a climate deal. I know. Well, we have a tra- we have a transportation secretary who says that every transportation decision made has to be made with climate change in mind. I mean, it's stunning. You hear this stuff and yeah, you think well, you can't believe it. Well, where do they make these batteries and and the and the uh, act, you know the um, yep. the, uh, the the basic materials that are needed for those batteries, yep. the lithium and otherwise that's yep. sourced. China dominates that marketplace. That's right. So look at solar panels. I mean, we basically were the innovators of that, and they've now taken that over, and so we're going to be more dependent on the technology that the Chinese have come to control. So, uh, and th- that's what I mean. By, yeah, I, I mean, they, they want to go to Davos and they want to go to some forum somewhere and uh, hold hands with the Chinese and say, we've solved climate change. Meanwhile, the Chinese are funding more coal-fired plants than every other country in the world combined right now. And, and, I, and I'm, you mentioned Davos and these climate change summits and all that. And I'm sorry, I can never shake the image of all of them flying over on their private jets, their big carbon footprint <laughs> creating private jets it just it just is astounding to me and the and the, uh, the john Kerry's explanation that one day well you know i have to get around i, I this, it's 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 the way i try are you kidding me you know guess what american airlines goes to, goes everywhere 
Delta, get you'll get there on Delta. Senator Marco Rubio, our guest, we're chatting about this weather balloon, or this uh, spy balloon. I keep saying weather. Let's hope it's the wake-up call we need. Let's speak for a moment before we, lo- we, we, we have to say goodbye. Let's talk about these classified documents. Um, you've demanded some transparency from the uh, from the just from the our top intelligence officials. Um, now we got looks like we got the FBI swooping down on Mike Pence's house. I wonder if they're going to go to Hawaii, uh, nice little vacation for some of these FBI agents, and check out President Obama's house uh, uh, in Maui. I mean, are you getting cooperation from uh, from from the from these uh, intelligence officials over this classified documents mess? No, not yet. And hopefully that's going to change. And by the way, on the Pence thing, what was most amazing to me was, uh, you know, they won't tell Congress anything, but somehow CNN had a crew at 5 a.m. outside Pence's home ready for the FBI to show up. So Funny, how that, Funny how that right. works. Funny how that works. So here's the fundamental problem. Right. And and, and uh, so Justice Department goes in. They seize all of these documents. They start reviewing everything. OK, when they see something that they think might be classified, they send it to the intelligence agencies and say, hey, can you confirm that this is classified or not? Okay. What we want to know is I don't, I'm not, we're not, it's not our job to oversee whatever investigation they're carrying out from a criminal justice perspective. We need to know which, we, we have access to all these documents. We just don't know which ones they are. Which materials were the ones that were stored, you know, in a, stored and or taken inappropriately? Because it is our job to oversee the intelligence community. And the intelligence community's role right now is to assess whether those materials being exposed the way they were created a national security problem. And if so, what can we do to mitigate it? For example, did those things sitting in someone's garage like Joe Biden's, if exposed, would it have exposed some method of collection? Would it have exposed some sources like people? Because those people are in danger. We, we need to know what the danger is and what we're doing about it. How can we possibly conduct oversight over the intelligence agency's assessment of danger and mitigation if we don't know what we're talking about right and so we just can't do our job without it so they're hiding behind this doj thing which is absurd that's an untenable position and it's here and it's by the way there is bipartisan support for the proposition that i've just laid out yeah so i think at some point here uh we're going to need some cooperation or you know things are going to start to happen because for example the intelligence community you know they're their ability to function, it depends on two things, money that Congress appropriates every year, but also authorization, which it's not just that you give them the money, you got to authorize them to spend it. And we are the authorizers. So I haven't transitioned to the threat level yet, but I certainly am aware of what our leverage points are as overseers, and we'll use them if necessary to do our job. And so we're in the process. I'm hoping we can get a resolution that's good and right, I believe we will eventually because they're in an untenable position. But so far, the answer is that has not happened. CNN seems to know more about it than uh, than the people in government charged with overseeing these agencies. Senator, Senator Marco Rubio, I don't say this often to our guests. I get to interview a lot of people. But but frankly, I have such a deep, tremendous um, respect for you and an admiration. You're smart. You're passionate. You're focused. And as a Floridian, may I just say, we're real lucky to have you in the U.S. Senate. Keep fighting the good fight, sir. And I I know our audience appreciates you joining us here on the Mike Gallagher Show. All well, the best. Sir. Thank you. For, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it very much. Senator Marco Rubio here in the ReliefFactor.com studios, 800-655-MIKE. What should we do? What will we do? And uh, and guess what? Uh, how, do we, how do we extract ourselves from this cozy, cozy relationship we have with China? More coming up.
This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. Gentlewoman's time the has Congress expired. Congressman Omar, the I gentleman's am so sorry, time has expired. that our country is failing you today. The Pentagon has been tracking a very high-altitude surveillance balloon flying over the continental United States for days now. How could it be Hunter Biden's laptop? Because, you know, 51 former intel officials told us it wasn't. Now we have confirmation, even from Hunter Biden himself, for goodness sake. Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. Well, the drama intensifies. Oh, no, we're going to really show China the Secretary of State, Blinken, has canceled his scheduled trip to China. Oh, no, not that. Not that. That'll really show Xi. That'll put him in their place. We know how to respond to stuff like this. This spy balloon hovering over Montana. <laughs> A lot of meltdowns on Capitol Hill coming from the Democrats. wonder what old Hank Johnson thinks about this, the spy balloon. I got a text today on the MyPillow text line from a uh, somebody in Sarasota. Mike, I just saw Hank Johnson on the TV this morning state that we should simply find the string that is leading from the balloon down to the ground and arrest the person holding on to it. As usual, Congressman Johnson is on it. He's on, Remember, he's the guy that thought that the military was going to topple the island of Guam because he thought islands float. Uh, just for reference, in case you didn't understand the joke. Speaking of jokes, the, no joke, the Democrats are having a conniption fit because the Republican-controlled House doesn't believe a committed anti-Semite should serve on the House Foreign Relations Committee. Might not be a good place for Ilhan Omar to be. So they voted to remove her. Oh, boy. Cue the wailing and the weeping and the gnashing of teeth, beginning with the good congresswoman, Ilhan Omar, herself. Is anyone surprised that I am somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy? Or that they see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced? Frankly, it is expected. Because when you push power, power pushes back. Representation matters. Continuing to expand our ideas of who is American and who can partake in the American experience, experiment, is a good thing. She's right. She's figured it out. We're afraid of a powerful voice like hers. It's the Hank Johnson theory. Find the person holding the string of the balloon and we'll be able to solve the problem. Ilhan Omar is so powerful, so remarkable... Republicans are afraid of her power and and can't bear to have her on the House Foreign Relations Committee because she's just that powerful. Um, <laughs> speaking of meltdowns, good old Rashida Tlaib really melted down. Now, I can all I do, whenever I see her face, I remember her saying shockingly about President Trump, we're going to impeach the MFR the night she got elected. She was real defiant. Remember, have you ever seen her get dragged out of a room? She's Oh, yeah, she's one of those. She's one of those screechy banshees that has gotten arrested and dragged out of rooms. She's real loud and proud, right? But she wasn't so proud-sounding yesterday when she learned that her, her, her colleague, her friend, 
her fellow squad member was being removed from the Foreign Relations Committee. Where are the free speech warriors today? The hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar, the I am so time sorry, has expired. that our country is failing you today through this chamber. You the, belong the gentlewoman is no longer recognized. Oh boy, well, that you talk about drama. My goodness, poor thing. Are, are you going to be all right? Did you you wept like that when Marjorie Taylor Greene got bounced from a committee, right? You were real upset when when Republicans got voted out of committees because you didn't like what they had to say, right? Oh no, 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 it's Ilhan Omar. Her removal that brings Rashida Talib to tears, to literal Tears. Incidentally, if you're going to be a big, strong, powerful woman, you might not want to cry at the podium because that reinforces every stereotype that people have about women in positions of leadership. Maybe maybe hold back on the tears, Rashida. And then AOC comes along. Hold my beer, Rashida. Hey, Ilhan, you guys think you're upset? I've got the Hank Johnson theory about why you were bounced. It's not only because you're powerful, not only because you're Ilhan Omar, but because you're a person of color. As a fellow New Yorker, I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. And this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life, and you all and the Republican caucus were Awarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about an abdi- a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology my life was threatened. Thank you. They're all auditioning for The View. I swear, they're all trying to replace somebody on The View. That must be their next gig, right? Holy cow. And what a defense that is, that the only reason an anti-Semite gets removed from the Foreign Relations Committee is that she's a person of color. It must be so gratifying to have that catch-all, be-all defense. Why can't I be a person of color? I mean, I'm a white guy named Gallagher. Can I? Please don't call me Mike today. Call me Khalid. Call me. I, I choose to be known as Khalid Gallagher. I, somewhere in my family heritage, somewhere in my history, my ancestry, my background, there's got to be a person of color in there somewhere, right? So from now on, I shall be referred to as Khalid Gallagher. You can't criticize me if I'm a person of color. You can't disagree with me you can't say i'm a lousy talk show host you can't say that i got a face made for radio no no i'm khalid no more mike eric scrap all the liners that say this is the mike gallagher show because this is the khalid gallagher show you don't call me khalid you don't get through
1-800-655-MIKE. We'll let you get through, but only when you refer to me by my preferred name today, by my identity, my, my identified name, Khalid. I am I shall be Khalid Gallagher henceforth here in the relieffactor.com studios. 800-655-MIKE. Well, now i got to change the number. It can't be 800-655-MIKE. It's got to be 800-655-Khalid. How do you do K K H L? How are we going to do that? Okay, let me try again. 800-655-6453. That will put you in touch with me, Khalid Gallagher. If you miss any part of the Mike Gallagher Khalid. Show, you can hear all the important moments from the show when you subscribe to the Mike Gallagher Khalid. Show podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the Mike Gallagher Khalid. Show podcasts today. Time Warp from Rocky Horror, I'm guessing more so because it did make its way to Broadway, right? Yeah, they did a Broadway version okay. of it. Dick Cavett was the narrator, believe it or not. Can you believe that? Whoa! Because <laughs> my familiarity was of the film as it was released in 75, as I was Tim just Curry. beginning my college years, Tim Curry. Yep. And and one of the first things that Susan Sarandon was in, oh, yeah, in yeah, any yeah. noteworthy way, she was Janet. And and I, I I went once, and I thought it was to a midnight show in College Park along University Boulevard. And I, I, I thought it was just the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. And, and, <laughs> it is and pretty stupid. It's ridiculous. It's no and then I went again with everybody dressed up, throwing throwing toast and toilet yeah. paper from the yeah, queues. Yeah. And then it was kind of fun. I, I say this not to, to recommend it, but I found that it was a lot easier to take with a moderate blood alcohol level. And it was, <laughs> and I was, and then and so I wondered with time warp in my head, I do. There's Magenta and the crew with time warp in it. So when this got to Broadway. Was it good? Yeah, well, it was all right. It's campy, it and like you said, it's stupid. It's fun, but it was it, it was in the theater in the round. And I just remember Dick Cavett. He was the narrator, and it was kind of cool. Who is who is who is Frankenfurter? Who is the Tim uh, Curry was, uh, character? I uh, you, I'm drawing a blank. No, I don't worry, don't worry. Uh, Tom Anybody Hewitt. He was great. Oh, Tom okay. Hewitt, gotcha, a Broadway gotcha. actor. Anyway, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, listen how goofy I am though on musicals and stuff like that. I'm leaving 81 degree temperatures here in Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> to go to Washington D.C. Yes. to see a production of Sunset Boulevard, which is one of one of my favorite works by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, Tremendous! Where and, will it be? It's Kennedy at the Kennedy Center. Center. Yep, wow, yep. I've got a wonderful. I've got a friend who's in it actually, and uh, so I'm going to fly in uh, tomorrow whoa, whoa. and then just. But isn't okay? I know Boston is shut down because it's going to be 30 below or something. Oh, it's going to be it's... brutal. Even further brutal. south, uh, closer to the Mason-Dixon line, even Middle Atlantic states are going to get blasted by winter. But just weather. cold weather, though. No uh, no, no snow or sleet or anything. It's just going to be frigid, frigid cold. Do you cold. know what they're talking about in, like, Maine or, or Quebec or anything? I mean, we're talking, like, 25 below. And I don't mean wind chill. I mean no, actual, the actual temperature. ambient temperature. I know. I know. All right. Let's, let's heat things up a little bit because, right. uh, you know, people love the M&M experience uh, as much as when we agree. As, as sometimes it's even better when we... We disagree let's let's talk about this uh this spy balloon this chinese mm-hmm. spy balloon Let, let's get into this general custer you yeah. want to go blowing it out of the sky do you I do. Oh, really today, today oh, okay yes. okay really okay what about tiktok 
What about you? Really? I mean, you're, now you want to go to war with China over a spy balloon? Are you serious? I mean, I, I love this. Tucker did this too last night. I love you and I love Tucker. I'm thinking hmm. all these all these neocons want to go to war with China. And you're not a neocon, by the way. No, but actual but, actual cons. Well, not to be conservative. But, but, I mean, but yeah, cons with the capital C. <laughs> yeah, but, right. but do you know China oh as, and now may have surpassed us in the number of nuclear warheads? That they have, they have a you you. Do you ever stop to think what that conversation looks like with your precious Ethan when the day comes that he's drafted because we're in World War Three with China and Ethan hmm. says, "Dad, why am I being drafted again?" Well, son, we didn't like that spy balloon over Billings, wow. Montana. Are so you what, kidding? So what are we supposed to allow the Chinese to do to avoid cowering in fear of angering them? Well, let's start with TikTok, because as I understand it, big tech looks the other way and the country doesn't care about one of the most intrusive spy machines they have. Mm-hmm. And and millions of Americans stupidly engage in it, and they're sharing, and they're giving all kinds of personal data to China. And is and by the way, uh, 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 General uh, General Patton, how about us spying? Do you think we spy on anybody? Come on, we we the, spying sure we is an international construct. We all do it. And this idea that we're going to blow it out of the sky, provoke China. You know what? I'm oh with you. And, and listen, let me finish this. Let me finish <laughs> this. I don't like not wanting to provoke China. Yeah. But guess what? We shouldn't want to provoke China because because they so, are a nuclear power. So Mark. I'll ask again, what are the things? So if we just let their spy balloon go and you know what? If we had a spy balloon over Shanghai and they torpedoed that thing, I'd go, eh, got caught. Too bad, so sad. Wouldn't 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 kill me, right? And because we do all do that. And if right. you get caught, maybe sometimes you get a surveillance thing blown out of the sky. So right. if we're not supposed to blow the Chinese spy balloon out of the sky because we might make President Xi mad, what what are we supposed to tolerate to avoid are, again cowering under the bed in fear of a of a war exchange with? China? It's a somewhat rhetorical question, but let me answer that with a somewhat rhetorical question back. You mock making Xi mad. Do you want to go to war? with china i do not all right well then guess what knock it off then we shouldn't provoke I don't, him i don't think blowing i don't think blowing their spy balloon out of the sky results in world war three uh, by I, valentine's I, listen i'm with and here's what i'd say and i'll qualify this we, we we ban tiktok now we have a conversation if we really are serious about china spying on us we mm-hmm. get serious about something like well, tiktok I, i'm with i'm totally with you on tiktok yep yep well i, I would love then, for you to open up the mike gallagher text line and see uh, my side is blow that damn thing out of the sky of course yours is oh don't do that we might it's it's low-hanging fruit. It's let's low-hanging see, fruit. It's real easy wins, to say, let's blow it out of the sky. And then, yep, yep, and then in we'll six months, well, what do you mean? Let's who wins the, the day in a yeah. nuclear war with China? Is that what no, you no, mean? Who, no, who wins the debate today that you're going to put on the bottom of the Mike Gallagher Show tech line of do you blow it out of the sky or not? And and, let, and, and, let, and let's, let's call to it. And let, report, 800 mike 800-655-MIKE, and let's qualify that with part two. Do you want to go to war with China? No, you can't say no, no, no to that. No, I absolutely am. That's my concern. Not because I'm guaranteeing that we wouldn't. I'm not giving that the back of my hand. I'm saying with all the attendant concerns that maybe we blow it out of the sky and nothing happens, or maybe we blow it out of the sky and they nuke Los Angeles. Any one of a number of things is possible. 
with all those things in our heads as a possibility, do we or do we not blow their spy balloon out of the sky? Just leave, yeah. leave it a clean question. Do but, we blow but it out let's, of the sky? But let's continue this discussion for a minute because I mm-hmm. need to ask you person to person, man to man, is a spy balloon over Billings, Montana worth going to war with China over? I yes or no? I, I, I don't. I think it's a false premise. I don't well, believe why? you would go to because I don't think that starts a war with China. Oh, okay. I just, I just don't. So, well, I mean, you you must know she better than I do. It's funny because Russia has nukes, and and you know, of course, we got the whole Ukraine thing going, and uh, and, and a lot and a lot of a ton of people, a ton of people who do analysis for a living, which you know, that's on your business card, it means nothing. But a lot of supposedly smart people have said that we're in a proxy war with Russia right now, and if we did all kinds of things to provoke Putin, it's like, oh, but he he could go nuclear, and a lot of people are saying, no, he's not going to go nuclear because he knows what the consequences would be. I yep. think President. And she knows what the consequences would be of having a an actual bellicose warlike response to us blowing a spy satellite out over the Montana skies. I don't tell think you what I, I tell you what I'd love to see. Uh, honestly, the, the the specific and incidentally, the text message uh, overwhelmingly in your on your side. Uh, blow it out of the sky. Let's go. Let's, let's blow. And guess what? It is our airspace. I get it. And reasonably, it's a reasonable reaction. We're not going to, incidentally. P.S. We're not going to do that yeah, anymore. Then we're going to ban dreaming. TikTock. We're <laughs> yeah, dreaming. Exactly, we're not going to blow it out of the sky. And, and here's a, a, but, yeah. but here's a smart text messenger that says, capture it. Retrieve it. You want to you want to play that game? We've got the technology, I'll bet, to get it. Why well, don't we let, get let, it? Let me study it. W- would President Xi be upset if we did that? Oh, let's go. Hey, Ethan, <laughs> where you get your uniform pressed because we're, we're going off to war with China. Hey, let me, I can, let I me can see my, my 24-year-old son in four years saying, Dad, you should have listened to Uncle Mike. They're sending me to Beijing. <laughs> Uncle Mike was right. right. Dad, Uncle I told Mike you we was... should not blow that weather balloon or that spy Why balloon out of the sky. Why didn't you listen to see, him? He should have. He should all those years ago. Well, and guess what? China doesn't want to go to war with us either, and I know that, and I understand that, although you got Joe Biden at the helm. I love what you said earlier. It, 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 this wouldn't even be an issue if Trump were in the in the White House. Yeah, they wouldn't that even, was my favorite. My favorite. One of my favorite. The tweet number one was Trump would have blown it out of the sky, and tweet number two was pff, moot point. They wouldn't put it in the skies over America if Trump exactly. Were bingo, bingo. Bing. Meanwhile, how much do you love AOC railing about Ilhan Omar being kicked off? the committee and Ooh. saying it's all about targeting women of color. Yep. Yep. Gosh, it's so lazy. What a lazy spineless defense it's when you got, got nothing else. It's all you got. Well, it, it must be because she's a woman of color. No, it's because she's an anti-Semite and yes. an anti-Semite doesn't exactly belong on the, Oh, I don't know. Foreign relations committee. Correct. Might be a bad fit. Oh my gosh. It's hysterical. And the media doesn't know how to spin this. Well, what, about and incidentally did you notice the other day that goofy uh what's his name uh out of new york uh what's the guy's name that's lying about everything george santos santos he he resigned from all his committee posts yes now that was after a meeting with kevin mccarthy you can connect those dots right you're right about kevin mccarthy and another notch in his belt and i guarantee you you want to know how this conversation went yeah. It was hey, it was son. We're about to strip Ilhan Omar from her committee chair. Yeah, so you're going to step down because yeah. you ain't going to embarrass us. Because that's the first thing they throw back is why is that lunatic on can all these I, committees? Can I throw you a just a flaming hot George Santos take? Mm-hmm. 
two things are true at the same time. Number one, the lying was bad. It was really bad. What a weasel. What a deceptive a, weasel. What a bad guy. He's a bad okay. guy. Sin- okay. Since taking office, last couple of weeks, might be one of my favorite congressmen. And I'm half kidding, but only half. The tweets, the takes, it, it, the, the meat grinder that he's going through. And he put himself through it with his own du- duplicity. It has given him a, I'm going to say stuff. I don't care what people think. It's almost, I don't say almost Trump-like, or let's not go nuts. But I mean, he may be in this very purple district on Long Island. He may be one of the sort of the edgy nervy, ballsy, excuse me, uh, guys out there with hot takes. He's already, he's just, just follow the, look at that Twitter feed over the last few days. The guy is great. And I've said from the beginning that the lying was bad. Only one group of people deserves to, to hold his fate in their hands. And that's the voters of his district. The primaries are a year and a fraction away. By that time, he may have ingratiated himself to them to such a degree that their memories are short. That's a great argument, and, I, and I'm really conflicted on this as well because I know what the Democrats would be doing. They'd be saying, hey, go, go pound Saul. We're not getting yep. rid of anybody. Uh, they wouldn't, they'd be unified behind a and Democrat it, who did this. Hilarious. It's now, hilarious to hear Democrats go off on George Santos. Boy, I guess some lies are okay and some are not. Yeah, what a Richard strange. Blumenthal, anyone? <laughs> Joe Biden, anyone? So I mean, uh, my I gosh. I mean, you lie about I would argue that lying about your college degree is a lot less severe than stolen valor, than lying about serving your country in Vietnam. Like Blum, Every time I see Blumenthal, my skin crawls. Every time I see, and so, and, and he really is a prime example and the perfect counter to anything that Santos has said. I mean, he lied about yeah. stupid stuff. I mean, my yeah. gosh, he lie stuff. about being everything about being married or straight or gay or where we my got to parent, school. My parents, my parents were in the Holocaust. My, my, parents my were in mother Brazil. Was <laughs> jumped out of the tower of uh, the 9-11. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, yeah, hey, let's the lighten thing. the mood on a Friday for just a moment. I know you're, you're, you're thawing out and I'm going into the tundra like a dummy in, in D.C. this weekend. Oof. You, uh, you're. I'm sure you and Lisa are big Netflix purveyors, right? Absolutely, sure. Have you seen the big drama involving Netflix? Netflix is about to crack down on password sharing. Now, I've always been fascinated Ooh. by this. My okay. kids, who are spread out all over the country, they're all obviously grown and gone. They're always asking the old man for the password for Disney Plus or for Netflix or whatever it is they want to watch. So they can bomb onto your account at their respective homes. Of course. They don't have to pay for it. Like everything else, dad's the ATM, so dad also provides the password. Is it okay to do that? Is that a crime? Well, (laughs) that's the thing. I mean, think about it, though. If you're a business and you you sell a subscription service and and you've got to have a password, I could share the password on air. Millions of people (laughs) could have my Netflix password. Why not? And if then, you, you know, do that, the listenership will forgive you being soft on China. Thank you. I hope so. I, 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 so for me, having a moment of momentary lapse, I'd be forgiven. But isn't it interesting? So now Netflix is apparently going to change. They, what do they do? They're, they're going to make you change your password every 30 days. Now, that'll be a pain in like, the neck. Like, well, listen, how many human beings are you sharing it with? You know, four? Oh, tell how me. Many human and, beings my are kids, you know? and my deadbeat kids, they'll change it every day if they get a free one. <laughs> every 30 they will, days. They'll change it hourly. It's the one reason you'll hear from them on a monthly basis. <laughs> no kidding. I, I finally get to, uh, maybe I get a Christmas card or something exactly. or a birthday gift. You know, hey, Dad, I'll, I'll get you I'll get your birthday gift. You give me the, the Netflix password. Oh, I just ooh. think that's kind of interesting. But password sharing, it's another great example. And finally, you shared a note. I hate giving non-sponsors plugs there's comp there's businesses in my life that i love like the, like the stupid shoes i love 
I've yeah. fallen in love with these Allbirds. Have I told you about mm-hmm. my Allbird shoes? I had to spell that so I can Google that and spend oh, some money. Oh, you'll, you'll all, be hooked. Allbird, like all, all birds. All A L L B I R D S. They're not a right. sponsor. And they're probably, I suspect they're probably <laughs> they left these be. because they're like. But the shoes are the most comfortable shoes you'll ever, you'll never take them off. I'm telling okay, you, don't, these don't shoes. Don't bog down. You have to go to the right. story. <laughs> Spoonful of Comfort, another yep. example, a company I heard about from a, from a colleague, a radio colleague, and I've been sending stuff out. They ought to be a sponsor because you had a personal story. You got a text from somebody who shared yes. a story about how great their customer service is. Mm-hmm. I love that. In, in I, fact, a lady, a lady had a coworker, and her coworker had a real serious had a son with a big old health crisis. He was in the hospital, uh, but he wound up coming out of the hospital the day the thing was delivered to the hospital. So they called and said, "Can we track it? Can we take it from the hospital to the house?" Spoonful of comfort said, "Don't worry, we'll just send another one to the house." Isn't that Who amazing? That? And they are like awesome. so they they do, and they're really good about shipping yeah. stuff. Maybe one of these days we'll get them to be an advertiser. And let me end on a sad note, a powerful note. You talk about a colleague. We have a colleague. I'm not going to get into too many details because I want to respect their privacy. But they lost their daughter unexpectedly. Uh, mother of uh, he, he's a grandparent. They have three young children. She died unexpectedly the other day. Two days after she died, her husband. These are young people. Falls, hits his head. He dies. Three children are now orphaned. They lost their young parents within the span of a couple of days. So let's let's lift them up in prayer. You pray every every day on your Absolutely. show. No matter how bad your day is, think about what that family is going through. Cherish Can you imagine? Every day. Every just day. just cherish every day. Cherish your friendships like mine with you and and our, our our loved ones, our family. Hold them tight and pray for this family because just unimaginable. I mean, she dies, and then a couple of days later, he falls, hits his head on the coffee table. And and now they don't have a mom or a dad, and now they're trying to figure out how these and these are young kids, seven years yeah. old, nine. What an awful! And this is what people go through. This is stuff that is real. And I just want to take a moment to lift them up, Mark, and hope properly for God's so. comfort properly, and healing properly so. because boy, they're going to need it. So happy uh, Friday! A good I will, Friday uh, to you. A good weekend. Monday safe safe the, travel. So will you, you back? But will you be back in Florida by Monday, thawing out? I, I, I will be running back uh, and, and by the pool. Hopefully Monday, as <laughs> soon as I can get on, get, get by. He's, it, by so the, sorry. he's by the he's by the pool. Everyone sipping a virgin margarita. <laughs> That's not code. Goodbye. (laughs) No, it's not. It is the Mike Gallagher Show, and he's there for us as soon as we're done at 10 today on 660 AM. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.